Welcome to Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno. You'll want to grab your Bible and follow along, verse by verse, with Pastor John. Job, chapter 1, verse 13. Satan's ripping you off. Jesus has come to bless us. But Satan has come to curse us and to turn God's blessings, his gifts to us into curses. He's come to mess us up and he wants to get us to turn our back on God, to turn against Christ, to hate him and be angry and shake our fist at God. And so he's really tricky. He knows how to do horrible things to us and make us think that it happened by coincidence, that it happened by chance because of other humans, or it happened at the hand of God when really it wasn't. Satan's really tricky at getting creation to turn against the Creator. It is Satan versus Jesus. Satan is the cursor. He wants to curse you to kill and steal, destroy. And Jesus is the blesser. He wants to give you wonderful gifts and creation that he has made for us. Jesus explains, he said, the thief has come only to steal and kill and destroy. That's Satan. But I came that they might have life and might have it abundantly and even eternal life. So Satan wants to kill. Jesus wants to give life. Satan wants to destroy Jesus wants to rebuild, restore. Now, as background, you have to realize that Satan is in stealth mode. You know, we have special aircraft that is designed to be stealth, where you cannot detect it by radar. It's hidden. And Satan has a way of hiding his presence. As we read the rest of this chapter, you will not see Satan. You will not see his name. You won't see his invisible finger touching the, the things of Job. You have to read the passage before that we did last week to realize who is pulling the strings, who is running the show. You have to go back to scene one, which is back in heaven. And if you read back in scene one, Job 1, 1 through 12, you'll see that scene one was heaven and Satan entered with the angels of God and got God to lower down the force field, the protection, the hedge, the wall around all of Job's stuff and his family. Realize that Satan now is the one who's pulling the strings, using the people, using the acts of nature to destroy and wreak havoc in Job's life. So be aware of his spiritual presence, which is in a different realm, and it's hard to discern spirits and angels and demons, but there is a spiritual gift of discernment that some have. They can make contact and realize and identify spirits, whether they are from God or from the devil. It is a demonic D-Day, and it finally has arrived, where Satan storms the beaches and comes with a barrage and waves of attack against our holy and righteous Job, one of God's favorites on earth, I would say definitely in the top three. 
Discover your true enemy, even though he's hidden, even though it's a stealth attack. Job chapter 1, verse 13. Now, on the day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house, Job has ten kids, seven sons, three daughters, and the sons each have their own house. Imagine having a rich daddy, he gives you your own house, even when you're young. And so, as is their custom, each of the seven sons has his day. And the final day is the oldest brother's house, which, so you have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, seventh sun, seventh day, Sabbath day, day of worship, holy day for sacrifice and celebrating and seeking God and confessing and praying and worshiping. So realize this is a special day. It's like today, Sunday, a day to come and worship God and you get all the family ready and you're like, we're going to like worship God and it's going to be this blessed day. We're not going to have any problems today when we go to church, right? Uh, nope. <laughs> the tire blows up, you know, the kids are screaming, you come late, everything goes crazy, bad hair day, right? Everything falls apart. It's kind of like a Christmas Sunday celebration, a family celebration. It's a holy day, it's special. You have the family reunion. Oh, it's Christmas Sunday, let's all do Sunday best. We'll dress up and we'll go to church and, and then we'll come back and we'll open the presents under the Christmas tree and, and we'll have the house all decorated. The family's coming from, flying in from all over the country and then finally we'll gather around the wonderful dinner table and we'll give thanks and we'll pray and we'll be, you know, all the trimmings and the food and it's the most incredible holiday. But that's the day that Satan works. He works on holidays. He gets double time. And it's sad that Satan would attack us on holy days, on holidays. Have you had Satan attack your family on holidays? It's supposed to be a good day. It's my anniversary. It's my birthday. And everything's falling apart. Have you had that happen? It's supposed to be my wedding. It's supposed to be a celebration. It's supposed to be Easter. It's supposed to be Christmas. Can I tell you, Christmas is probably the number one day for suicide. Satan's working overtime. It seems when it's holy, when it's special, when it's love, when it's this wonderful day of the Lord, Satan wants to rip us up and rip us off and destroy our holy days with God. Verse 14, a messenger came to Job and said, the oxen were plowing and the donkeys feeding beside them. And the Sabaeans attacked and took them, and they slew the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you, Job, it was the most horrible thing. You know, the Sabaeans, those traveling merchants, those businessmen, you know, out in the world, it's a dog-eat-dog, you know. They're, they merchandise us. They take advantage. Well, they attacked us. They needed more merchandise to sell, so they stole your stuff to make profit off of you. And they killed all the workers, all the servants, and they only spared one, me, so that I could give you the bad news. Job, it was the livestock. It was all the, the cattle and the donkeys. And if you do the math, I kind of went with online prices. 
I figure, $1,750,000 worth of livestock. Uh, what a blow to your financial portfolio. <laughs> the farm, how are we going to run, you know, the farm, the crops? We have no cattle to plow the fields. And you might say, well, it's a coincidence. It's the enemy. It's just people, right? Sinful people. No, it's Satan. And Satan and his demons are behind humans. And he uses others to get to us. Do you see this? you got to read the verses before to look back in heaven. Satan's pulling the strings. He is the ultimate puppet master. And he uses thieves and villains and enemies and terrorists and neighbors to wreak havoc in our lives. I used to be a part of a worship band, and we'd go to churches and prisons and jails, convalescent homes and mental institutions, and preach and teach and sing, and just most wonderful band as one of their singers. And I had all the sound system stored in my house, and somebody broke in, and they stole all the equipment. And I'm like, but God, why? We use it for you. We, use, we see men and women come to the Lord in the prison system. I think it wasn't God. I think it was Satan, and he was out to get our sound equipment to stop or ban from seeing souls saved. Verse 16. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, The fire of God, with a capital G, fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I alone have escaped to tell you. It's going to be wave after wave. It's a second attack. While the guy was still speaking, he gets interrupted. Oh, no, Job, it's even worse. A second thing has happened. The flames of heaven have come from God's throne. It must be God's finger. He's against us. And it's like, uh, like hell, fire, damnation, brimstone, kind of burning us up. It must be God, the true God, who has destroyed your sheep. They're fried. They're toasted. And that's a lot of money. I calculate with today's prices, 35 million dollars even a bigger loss this is crazy it must be an act of god why are all you know natural disasters acts of god it was a tornado it was an earthquake it was a twister it was a monsoon uh, you know it was a blizzard you know this horrible thing it must be god it could be god it could be the devil it could be nature <laughs> But a lot of times we assume and we blame and it must be God. Do you see how the servant says, oh, it was fire from God from heaven. Maybe it was the flames of hell from Satan. That's what I think. I think the servant is mistaken to blame and assume God has done this. Fires, flames, I think our country can relate. I think we have 36 current fires going around through our country, burning up forests, wilderness, consuming houses, uh, destroying life. Over one million acres currently has been burned. And our firefighters with their technology and planes and shovels fighting the flames. And it's a battle. And they say, we're struggling. Maybe we got 5 10%. You know, uh, we got a handle on it. Very little. 
Um, it's out of control. Containment is very small. Verse 17, while he was still speaking, another also came and said, the Chaldeans formed three bands and made a raid on the camels. Not the camels. Camels are expensive. Today's prices, they're like $5,000 a camel. So this is the biggest financial loss. They attacked the camels and took them. They stole them and they slew the servants with the edge of the sword. And I alone have escaped to tell you. This is really going to cost you camels at 5000 a head. This is $15 million. You see, each loss, it's bigger, it's greater, it's more, it's more expensive, it's more extravagant. Job's losses, if you add them up, they're around $20 million for one of the greatest, richest men of the East. Rich, powerful, blessed of God, so blessed he's a multi-millionaire believer. That's awesome. Rich Christians, praise the Lord. And he loves God, and he gives to God, and he serves God. But Satan is wiping out his investments, his ranch, his, his livestock. It's all getting eaten up. The enemy is stealing it. They organized. Their, they had a plan. They had these three parties, and they attacked different directions, and they had swords in it, and they killed all the workers. It was a bloody massacre. Oh, boy, God must be against us. It's, you know, the enemy, these, these neighboring uh, villages and stuff, they've just risen up against us by chance. Oh, no. It's the hand of Satan it is his, his demonic power behind the scenes using thieves and villains and enemies to kill, steal, and destroy. It is wave after wave of attacks. Do you see it? It is shock and awe. It is a demonic enemy that's trying to overwhelm us. Have you been there? When it rains, it pours. Have you had a day where it just all broke loose? And I got the flat, and we got fired from my work, and the kids were screaming, and we lost a little boy, and, the, you know, and then we had this death, and then I got sick, and I was in the hospital, and I got the worst diagnosis, and, and it's just a day where it's like wave after wave after wave, and it's not coincidence. It's spiritual. And Satan is trying to bring you to your knees. What is his goal? To get you to blame God, to curse God to his face, to turn your back on the Lord and throw it all away and become an apostate and leave Jesus behind. That's his goal. Do you see it? You've got to read the verses before to understand Satan's plot and plan. When he tells God, I know he'll turn against you. I know he'll swear at you and deny you. But he won't. Job is faithful. Job hangs in there. One, two, three waves of attack. But the fourth is even worse. Not the kids. <laughs> Anything, but don't take my grandkids. You know, the family, right? Relationship. Verse 18. 
while he was still speaking, another also came and said, Your sons and your daughters were eating and drinking wine in the oldest brother's house. You know, the Sabbath celebration, the holy day, the day of worship, and you do sacrifice and you always, you know, uh, pray for your kids and you offer petition for your kids and you offer the sacrifices to God because you're concerned about your children's relationship with the Lord, Job, right? Remember on, on this holy day, the seventh day at the seventh son's house, the oldest, that's when Satan strikes. You know, you think we go to church and the devil would leave us alone. Oh, no, this is a target, you know. You think it's a holy day. It's the day I get baptized. It's the day I'm getting married. It's the day I'm going to rededicate my life to the Lord. And Satan attacks harder because it's holy. It's special to God. So he wants to destroy it. Do you see? Verse 19. And behold, a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house. It was the weirdest thing. It was like a twister. It started to form. And the wind came every direction, north, south, east, and west. And it hit the foundation, the, the key pillars of the house. It was weird. It just seemed coincidence. And it struck the house and it fell. What was uh, the ship Titanic? And they said, not even God himself can sink the ship. It's got all the com compartments, right? You know, and when they hit the iceberg, it's like wham, wham, wham. Every compartment was hit just right to pierce a hole, and down it went. Bizarre. Was it God? Was it Satan attacking the Titanic? The four corners were struck just right. And it fell on the young people and they died. And I alone have escaped to tell you. Is it coincidence that only four workers have survived? Every single attack. Everybody died, but I'm the only one. Everybody was destroyed, but I was the only one spared to give this bad news. Spared by Satan so that you can give Job the most horrible, evil news of his life. You have lost everything, and your children are dead. When I lived in Texas, we had an area called Tornado Alley, and it does go through several mid-states of our country. Uh, I pastored churches where I would travel for hours, and I would travel through Tornado Alley, and I got caught in some twisters. In my car, I would jump on the freeway and try to outrun them. And my church members would say, Pastor John, you know you can't outrun a tornado. Well, what do you want me to do, just give up, <laughs> you know? No, no, you got to find a ditch, find a low spot, one of those freeway overpasses, and get the car in really low, and then hang on, <laughs> you know, and pray that it passes over. And we'd have big buildings made out of brick and buildings, cement foundations, and we'd have these basements and shelters where you, you go down below when the twister comes. And I would drive through the little towns of Texas, and I'd see little towns where the tornado had wiped everything out, and all you see is the little cement foundations. 
horrifying. The power of nature. Is it coincidence? Is it controlled by the devil? Is it controlled by God? I think it's all the above. I see Jesus, who's the creator, can command the wind, the storm, and the seas. But so can Satan. I think we're naive to think, oh, I'm not scared of Satan and his demons. What can they do to me? They can control weather. They can devastate cities and wipe out populations. Satan is very powerful, as you see in Job's life. Tornado deaths. Satan uses the power of nature to kill Job's children. And you see, the only one who survived a messenger of death. Have you ever encountered a messenger of death? They bring you the bad news. Uh, I think of the parents at home during the war, and the soldiers come knock on the door, you know. Uh, we, have, we have to inform you that your son has given his life to serve his country. Uh, the police officer late at night. Uh, you know, there's been an accident. Uh, the pastor, sometimes I've given bad news. The doctor, right? I know when my mom passed, the doctor had all the doctors with him, three or four, and they came as a group because he didn't want to be alone giving the bad news. And please gather all the family. I'm sorry, but your mom has passed. The cancer was just too horrendous. You know, Have you had a messenger of death? And they give you the fatal, horrible news that which I have feared the most has come upon me. Not the kids. Not my baby. How can I go on living? Bad news travels fast. As thinking of my personal losses, I've had things stolen, had cars wrecked, got fired from jobs, I've lost a home. I've buried loved ones, friends, buried family. Oh, it's so hard. I always hated going to the slumber room. But I would make myself do it, you know, and they have the open casket, and I would view the body first because that would help me to make it through the funeral. Because if I could see it the day before, I'll be stronger and be able to make it through. Oh, but that's the worst. You bury your lover. You bury your kids. Uh, I think the worst out of all this is children because you never expect to bury your own baby. You always expect to go first. So losing a child, I think, is the most horrendous, horrible thing. Coming out of our recession, I had church members say, Pastor John, I lost my job. The bank is foreclosed on the house. We're, we're moving away. We're decimated, we're demoralized. I mean, I grew up in that house. I wanted to raise my kids in that house. We've lost it all. I used to have church members call me and say, Pastor John, we want to give the church some rose bushes, uh, some trees, a toilet, a sink. What am I going to do with that? Well, we put those in custom, and we're not going to let the bank have them. We want to give them to the church. Yeah, but what am I going to do with 20 trees, you know? understand it's hard you know have you have you been there and it's foreclosed on and, and you're out it's hard it's like the trials 
of Job? Can you relate? Can you identify? So many people say, I, I feel like I'm Job. I have all these losses. I've, I've lost it all. I used to be a banker, and I worked for a savings and loan. It was very aggressive. We made huge bonuses. I was doing very well. And I went on vacation camping out in the woods, no communication. Come back a week later, and there's lines in front of the bank. And I'm like, what's going on? Haven't you heard the news? Where have you been? The radio, the TV, have you watched the stocks? I'm like, what's going on? There's a run on the bank. The savings and loans are hurting. I'm like, what do you mean? People are withdrawing their money. We won't have enough. The customers are flipping out. What happened to our stock? Because I had bought in stock in the company. I had my retirement. It was heavily invested foolishly in the bank. And all oh, the stock has plummeted. It's like worthless. Thanks for supporting Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno at 246 Courtney Lane, Reno, Nevada, 89523. Our phone number is 775-746-4567 and our webpage is calvaryreno.com. You're always welcome to join our services.